Welcome to the Life Untapped podcast, where we help you rediscover your potential so that you feel confident, clear, and independent. Have you inadvertently put yourself last all these years by putting others first, only to wake up in your midlife and find yourself lost in the shuffle? Girl, I have so been there. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned to create a new direction to rediscover yourself. Together, let's go on a journey of mastering your potential, tapping into the power that already exists inside of you. We'll talk confidence, self-care, organization, health and well-being, money mindsets, financial hacks, and how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb for good. We will find and establish your vision, get crystal clear on it. This is your blueprint, your life untapped. I'm your host, Francine Rivera, lifestyle consultant and certified health coach. I'm also the founder of the Life Untapped Coaching System, where you can earn as you learn with our affiliate program. Check it out at thelifeuntapped.com and grab our free mini course, The Guilt-Free Balanced Life, while you are there. Are you ready for your blueprint? Let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome back to the Life Untapped podcast. I wanted to talk about money. (laughs) So I know it's a little bit of a taboo subject. It's not something we're supposed to talk about, right? But um, do you ever think there's got to be more than to life than your 401k, you know, your home, or just getting by fine, like just making it? Like, do you ever want more then you're afraid to say that because then you come across as ungrateful and and again you're worried about what other people are going to say and if you are go back and listen to <laughs> go back and listen to episode 28 where I talk about why do you care so much about what others think but anyway don't let anybody say why can't you be happy with what you have now why do you want more you can be wildly happy you can be wildly successful and still strive to grow and contribute and leave a legacy behind you. Don't minimize yourself or let somebody discourage you from your ambitions for an even better life or something you have a vision for. It's okay to want more. But it seems greedy, Fran. All right, guilt again. Turn to Proverbs 13, 22. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Now that doesn't mean leaving a ton of money to offspring is mandated, but rather it's okay to have so much that it just gets passed on. So permission granted, my friend. Not that you even needed my permission, but you get it. The Bible will always tell us everything of what we need to know about all the things in life, and money is just one of them. There are stories of some of the greatest people in biblical times who have extreme wealth, yet most of us grow up believing that You know, if you're a good person, if you're a believer, that it's not okay to have a lot of money. It's not okay to want a lot of money. But yet orphanages take money to be built, right? Let me remind you these things. Missionaries need money to spread the gospel. Churches need money to be planted and started and to grow and to staff. Uh, Money is needed to help the poor and the widowed, which again is scriptural. So, Money is definitely a touchy subject. I get it. Lots of limiting beliefs around this one for sure. We may have grown up hearing that money is the root of all evil or the cause of all evil. Led to believe 
by media especially that rich people are evil and that we all did something wrong that if you have money you did something wrong against humanity to get that money so side note in almost every movie and I'm going to challenge you to think of one that isn't like this so and if you find one you're going to have to message me put it in our Facebook group or inbox me the name of that movie but every movie that I can ever think of all the bad people, the villains, are rich. And all the the good people are poor. So I'm just going to leave you with that thought. Programming. <laughs> Programming much. Actually, it's the love or idolatry of money that can be evil. Money is only going to make you what you are, make you more of what you already are. For example... If you are a cheap, miserable, mean person, having more money only magnifies that. You're going to be more mean, more miserable, (laughs) more cheap. If you are a charitable, loving, giving person, more money allows you to do more of the same. So it's the human, the human nature. It's the human behind the moolah. It's not the money that's evil. It's not the money that's good. Money is is in an animate object, like it has no actions, right? The human is what puts it to work. Um, So again, it's how the human is, okay? Not the money. So I mention this because this one limiting mindset, this one limiting belief will hold you back from from so much. It will hold you back from fulfilling your dreams because unconsciously you may believe in order to be a good person that you can't have money. Money is also a seed, my friend. So I believe in an abundance versus scarcity mindset. Now that has taken a lot of work on my part because I grew up probably like the majority of us with a scarcity mindset. You held on to it, right? Easy come, easy go. There's another belief, a saying that we've all heard, right? So you want to hold on to it so that it's that scarcity mindset. I've worked very hard to replace that with an abundance mindset. So I know that giving things away or not hoarding always brings me more blessing. Tithing is a great example of this. So tithing is a, is a biblical term, but it refers to 10% of your income you give away and you keep 90%. So now years ago, I never, ever thought giving 10% of my income was realistic, let alone smart. Now, since we took that leap of faith to give diligently, giving the first 10% away every month, my husband and I, we have never done without. Never. In fact, you can go to Malachi 3.10 in the scriptures. It's the last book of the Old Testament. And it says to test God himself on this. After all, everything is his. Okay? Everything we have is God's first. We are just stewards if you will, of the material items that we have. So my creator says, hey, you get to keep 90%. I only want 10% back. I'm good with that. Does he need 10%? Does God need the money? No, of course not. It's more of a heart issue, okay? It's to keep us in check. It's to, again, help to support the poor and the widowed and whatever charities you are interested in. But again, it's more of a heart issue to give away the 10%. 
Now, if this is a new concept to you, I completely understand your shock and utter denial that you can ever give away 10%. Believe me, I've been there, done that. It was a gradual increase to that until we can course correct our finances. And I'll get more into that later. But again, the thought, I didn't grow up tithing. I didn't grow up giving 10% of everything that came into our household giving 10% away. That's not the way we grew up. Now I get it that like some of you guys, you're like, oh my gosh, 10% of my income. That's crazy. How could we afford to do that? Well, (laughs) baby steps, number one, right? Sometimes you have to work up to it with small percentages like my husband and I did. And like I said before, with it being a heart issue, it's also a really good finance state of mind to live in because So many of us just live above and beyond what we make paycheck to paycheck, right? Or, and we're supposed to live ideally, right? You listen to all the experts, 70 to 80% of what you make. So if you give away 10, invest 10, and then live on 80%. And that's what I try and tell my children to do. When you find this out as an adult though, and you've been living on 100% of your income, this is a rude awakening. This is a shock. Like I said, I I know, I get it. And it took my husband and I many, many months, if not years, to adjust to the full 10%. So now that we fully tithe, I know that the more people I serve and help, the more money I will earn, and then I'll be able to give away even more. I love giving away money. I know that sounds a little crazy, But I do. I love to help other people and to bless other people. So have you ever given some thought to your money story that you are telling yourself? What thoughts did you hear growing up? Money doesn't grow on trees or we can't afford that or we're just not that type of people that can spend money on fill in the blank. Those thoughts, those statements that we've heard throughout our life all shaped how we view money now as an adult. Your income is based on the value you bring to the marketplace. The more problems you solve, the bigger problems that you solve, the amount of people that you serve and help are all tied to your income. You solve more problems, you generally, rule of thumb, bring in more income, right? The bigger the problem you solve, the bigger your income. So if you want to bring in some more money to help support your family and others, that is not a bad thing. Hopefully this cleared up some limiting beliefs you may have had around money or at least made you aware of them so you can dig deeper to see what is holding you back. Next time, we're going to talk about ways to reduce debt and increase income. So until next time, my friend, remember you are worth it. Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, If you found value in today's show, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and share it with others on social media. And be sure to hit that subscribe button and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to rate and leave a review. It is how we can empower, educate, and shift how others visualize their lives. Until next time, my friend, remember to live a life untapped. You are worth it.